Hi again, I'm Melanie Hirshhorn, the digital content creator and marketing strategist and coach for women business owners. And welcome back to another episode of VIP Access. VIP stands for Visibility, Impact, Profit. And this podcast will get you inspired and fired up about content creation and marketing yourself and your brand. Each week, you'll get marketing and mindset strategies, actionable tips, and the motivation you need to land more clients, nurture your leads, and position yourself as an expert in your industry. We also go behind the scenes with powerful women in business to discuss strategies, messaging, and more. My mission is to empower you to stop spinning your wheels and to make your mark with your marketing. Ready to wow your ideal client and create a community of raving fans? Let's dive into today's episode. Hi, and welcome back to VIP Access. I'm Melanie Hershorn. Today, I am so excited to announce my guest. Her name is Shell Via, and she is awesome. To tell you a bit about her, she's not just the CEO of her bi-coastal branding agency that's called Visual Caffeine, which, by the way, is just awesome. She's also a visionary rabbit behind her agency, where authenticity is paramount, and her clients are challenged to take a branding journey that pushes them to dig deep and get a little uncomfortable. It's through this creative process that the true essence of a client's brand is uncovered and they can really find their identity, which is the core of all great marketing. Shell has this incredible ability to listen and bring ideas to life and her warm spirit and dedication to volunteerism in the community are her most defining traits. But you're going to find that out right now as we welcome Shell to the show. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. And you are so sweet. (laughs) Thank you. Well, you and I hit it off instantly because you have this warm and giving and supportive spirit that just emanates from you. Today, I want to talk about branding. Since you're the branding queen here, somebody comes to you, a client comes to you and they say, I have a business, but I don't really know what my brand is. What would you say to them? Well, the first thing I would say is that that is the reason why we have the intense process we do. So even if someone has a brand or is brand new, it's the same thing. There's cracks and foundations or there's just, you know, no direction whatsoever. So I explained to them the process that we have and how it helps them get out of the box, get out of those standard things that they think, because usually that's where people start what does my industry standards say? And that's what I'm going to say. That's just like being a blank piece of paper on a wall of your industry. You're saying what everybody else is saying, you're not standing out. So that's where the process is so important because uh, like you've mentioned, it's, it's getting them to dig deep and get outside of what the standard of their speak is when they describe themselves or they're promoting themselves. Right, because you are your brand in so many ways. Would you agree with that statement? Absolutely. And the perception people have of you is your brand as well. Mm-hmm. That's true. So you could think of yourself in one way, but everybody else has a different feeling. So how would you say that you make people uncomfortable? <laughs> 
I would say the more left brain someone is, the more uncomfortable they are. <laughs> and left brain is left brain the left is brain the is analytical. analytical. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Their their engineer side comes out. So the more I deal with uh, very creative people, just naturally, even if they're not in my industry, they're just in creative. They have a much easier time. They don't get uncomfortable. They actually see it as exciting. The clients that tend to be in the middle or more way on the left brain side, they have a harder time, which is why uh, when we give them homework, we say, you don't have to fill out all that homework. If something you don't know how to answer, we'll take care of it. Because I have a way of asking them questions to pull the answers out. And it's a lot of times that one question is not going to take someone who is more of an analytical mind, which we love analytical mind people, but you know, they're just can't get there and they'll stay very linear. And that's okay. Cause I have ways of asking them questions to pull it out of them and make them look at it at a different vantage point. And then, Oh, and sometimes we all just kind of think too much about something instead of just releasing. My former business, I was designing nursing clothing for breastfeeding moms, and I could not figure out what my branding really was. And I, I really actually never did. I really mm -hmm. never did because the business kept changing so much. And I was afraid to be the face of the brand. I was like, I'm just going to hide behind these mannequins with the clothes. And that's what you can look at. But now as a marketing person myself, I'm always out there. It's my face. So how does somebody get over that if they aren't changing jobs? How do they get over becoming the face of the brand? Well, what I have found with clients that struggle with that, and I will say I am one of them. I am very <laughs> much, I'm very much an introverted person. I don't like putting myself out there. I actually say if I didn't have a business, I wouldn't even be on social media. So I, I give people, my clients permission, and I give everyone who's listening the permission to protect their privacy. I'm a very private person. And that's one of the struggles we usually have about putting ourselves out there is that we think that that means everything has to go out there. The only thing that needs to go out there for you is what you give permission to go out there. And of course, I'm an introvert that is outgoing, but I have- Is that an extroverted introvert? <laughs> that's what I usually say. <laughs> Somebody has told me that that's an ambivert, but oh. basically being an introvert or an extrovert is where's your energy coming from. And the more I'm around people or engage, I need to go refuel my energy where extroverts, they gain their energy from being around lots of people. And that just doesn't happen for me, but it does affect us in doing lives, doing things that we need to do on social media, you know, and, and having our, our selfies out there or whatever. The thing is, is that you don't have to do what X person is doing also. And remember that. If, that. if that's not authentically you, and authentically you is what you're comfortable with, what you feel is really you. And if you don't feel like you're a Rachel Hollis, you don't need to be a Rachel Hollis. Rachel Hollis defined herself and what she was comfortable with. And that's where she went. You need to decide what are your boundaries? What can you do? Because your discomfort will come through if, if it is not authentic to you. 
So that's another being forced to feel like you have to clone others is a really big business mistake in marketing and branding. But then think about that. If you're defining what's comfortable for you, do you're defining a very unique thing about you and you actually could be doing something no one else is doing. That is such a good point because so often people say, you know, I know I need to go live. I know I need to go live on Facebook, but they just can't get themselves to do it for whatever reason. Maybe they don't feel comfortable in front of the camera, or maybe they just don't like the way they look on camera, or maybe they forget what they're going to say and they get all flustered. Do you have to go live on Facebook? No. (laughs) The thing with social media is putting out there what feels right to you and being consistent with that. Because yes, I will say from an algorithm standpoint, it's great to go live. You know, I'm not going to lie about that. I'm not going to say that that's not, you know, not the case. Obviously, anything you use, I always say applications, they are applications at the end of the day. They're a business at the end of the day, and they want you to use all their features. And their algorithm benefits you based on using those features. So yes, obviously, it's good to do it. No, if you are not comfortable, it's going to come through on the camera, and it actually may hurt you more than help you in the sense of your audience, because at the end of the day, we have to feel connected to our audience. Our audience needs to make that connection with us. Social media is about building a relationship. If you go into a coffee house and you have massive anxiety being in a coffee house, say you had some horrible accident in the coffee house and it scarred you and you go meet somebody for the first time, say it's a guy you're dating. Are you really going to be like yourself when you're sitting there with that person with all this anxiety? Or are you better off going to a restaurant where you're actually going to be able to be relaxed and comfortable? So you have to think about those things. And one thing is, is someone's like, you know, they're like, I have to do a live. I got to get myself to do it. Try doing it with somebody. I will say I'm not comfortable with lives, but when I do them with somebody and I have somebody have a conversation, like if you and I did a live together, we would have the best time and I would feel totally comfortable. But going on there by myself and going, uh, what am I supposed to say? <laughs> I think there's that pressure of like, if I videotape myself, at least I can control it. I can edit it and all of that. But a live is like, oh, at the same token, remember it's temporary. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's a thing. And I was going to say, you know, when I started doing this, I had really never done lives. I mean, I think I've told the story before on this podcast that when I was in graduate school for journalism, one of our assignments was to stand in front of a video camera that nobody was actually watching me and stand and pretend to do a live shot. So reporting live from the scene. I got so hung up and so anxious that I couldn't even speak. Now I'm at the point where I will go live on Facebook and talk for half an hour without notes in front of me. But so much of it is your preparation, I think. Repetition and preparation. So that would be it. Repetition and preparation. Do help. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. And I think that that's just, if you feel that that's really something you need to do, by all means, do it. I just come from a place of like, you don't need to force yourself to. Nothing is an absolute. You know, like you're not going to fail on social media just because you never do a live. Like that's just not going to happen. I love that. You're not going to fail on social media because so often people say, I'm on, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Instagram because I know I'm supposed to be on Instagram. And then my first question is, well, is your ideal client even on Instagram? Yeah. And sometimes they say, well, no, 
So why are you forcing it? And I call that clone club. Ooh, I love it. You have all these little <laughs> phrases. I love all well, the, we gotta, can hash. I gotta say, I stole that one from Orphan Black, which was a show I absolutely loved. They okay. called when they got together, they were clone club. But I was like, clone club for my definition is when people in their businesses continually think that they have to copy the next person to be successful. That person's successful on their own merit, on their own creativity, on their own definition of their brand, that they were able to use that to connect. You cannot take someone else's formula that was right for them and make it work for you. Yes, there's things that you can get ideas from. I'm not saying that there isn't inspo. Of course, you can have inspiration. But at the same time, it all comes down to what really feels right to you, which is where the authenticity factor comes in. So how do you know what feels right to you if you really don't know where to start? Well, I feel like the inspiration obviously helps. I'm not saying, I'm not discounting that, but we need to try it. You just need to try it. If you think too much about it, you're never going to do it, one, because we get, you know, in our in our heads, our yeah, head, and we'll never do it. Right. The thing is with social media, the attention span of people is so short. If you tried something, you flubbed it up, whatever, do you really believe that anyone is going to even, one, remember it, two, even like see it because, you know, the, the, the idea of someone actually seeing it is a very small number anyway. Right. Like, let's be realistic here. Algorithms are working against us. And, right. you know, I've looked at YouTubers that are extremely successful. And that's one thing that they've always said. They got, they found they were getting too much of their head and they just started doing it. They didn't have the production value. They didn't have all of these things. And now they're extremely successful, but they had to start. We all had to start. And I wanted to talk to you about what you said about the actual place you should be. And that's another thing that people get into Clone Cub. They think they have to be on every social media. And you are correct. If you are not where your customers are and you are where they aren't, that's You're that's wasting ridiculous. your time, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And you have to also think about if they are there, are you posting in a way that's matching their motivation for being there. And that's the other thing you have to think about. Because when someone is in Facebook and then they're in Instagram, their mentality is very different. Their intention of being there is very different. If they're on TikTok, their intention of being there is very different. And you have to take that into consideration too, because that lends to customer behavior. And then that's how you're going to grab their attention. So what would you say somebody's motivation is if they're on TikTok versus Facebook versus Instagram? Well, if you look at Facebook, somebody goes on a Facebook, you have, you know, a woman my age goes on Facebook. I'm typically going there to connect with my friends, connect with my family. I'm going there to look at the new baby pictures, to look at the family pictures that were taken at Halloween. On Instagram, we're going there to look at imagery. Imagery is very important. That's one of our main motivations. So you know, not that we won't necessarily read your caption, but we're looking to be inspired. We're looking to laugh. We're looking to, you know, gain some what of information, but it's really that visual caffeine, so to speak, <laughs> that we're looking for. And that's what's going to grab us. That isn't so much what happens on Facebook. Now, when you go to TikTok, people are looking to be entertained or educated. There's like two reasons people go to TikTok. You have entertainers and you have educators. So if you are not willing to 
either be clumsy and funny, like a comedian, or be a dancer, then you're kind of in the educator category. And then you really need to be giving clear education, quick steps, things of that nature. Right. You're not going on TikTok to talk with your grandma. Exactly. Exactly. She's just not hanging out there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Unless she's really cool, which <laughs> dancing grandma or something. All right, Shell, how can people find you? There's Visual Caffeine, which on Facebook, Instagram, you know, and Pinterest were there as Visual Caffeine, one word. And then my personal accounts, which are a shell via on Instagram as well as Facebook. And actually, Visual Caffeine did start a TikTok account, but it hasn't had much on it. So yet. <laughs> yes. Yet. Shell, thank you so much for chatting with me today. I've learned so much and I think I got to get on TikTok better. It's a fun platform. And with your reels, you should be dual timing those. You're right. So. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. You've written a book. Now what? If you're ready to implement a simple content marketing strategy to create buzz around your book and your brand, schedule your free sparkles and strategy call with me, Melanie Hirshhorn, at contentstrategycall.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of VIP Access. We can't let the fun end here. To find out how engaging your content is, take the content quiz at mycontentquiz.com. Plus, you're invited to join our private Facebook group at vipdigital.live slash community, where you'll get live trainings and other great tips all about digital marketing. And if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, head over to iTunes and leave me a rating and review. This tells iTunes that you found the show helpful and they'll share it with more women business owners just like you. Thank you so much for listening.